Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it. I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And tonight's poem is entitled Pride Got in Our Way. Here we go. Was it hard for me? Why, yes, of course. Bidding farewell to our dreams and then filing for a divorce. Abandoning what we held so dear. Forsaking our vows to always be here. Forgetting everything we fought hard for as pride got in our way. We never really took the time to surrender to God's divine will for both our lives, individually and collectively. We didn't pray, we didn't fight the spiritual battle spiritually. Instead, we let our flesh determine our destiny. There was never any humbling, repenting, or forgiving. We held a grudge. We told outsiders about us and kept building on nothing. With bitter blocks, no foundation, no communication, just wild imaginations. And sometimes only talk because we blocked God out. I didn't understand then, but I understand now that we really didn't consider our vows until death do us part. Through the good and the bad, forsaking all others. That's what we said, but we didn't truly grasp the concept of what that meant. Or maybe we did, but could have cared less because pride got in our way regret the vows I took, but I do regret not counting the cost way up before I took those vows. Had we truly done so back then, maybe we still be married now, but I have accepted where I faulted and I have laid it on the altar. And if by chance I ever marry again, I'll be sure to marry for all of the right reasons and not let our pride get in the way. And so I wanted to talk about a subject, including pride, but I wanted to talk about a subject um, that right now is literally all over social media. And it's in regards to I'm giving him the the initials DJ. So for those of you that don't know who DJ is, his last name is Jackson. Jackson, if you're nasty. And some of the things that I've heard have been just that. Plain old nasty. And I wanted to have this conversation because a lot of times what I am finding out is that there are People that are public, they are in the public eye and they are, they are projecting a certain, what is the word that I'm looking for, Lord? They're appearing to be a certain way in the public eye as a public figure but not operating in that light behind closed doors. And this particular person, there were a lot of women that admired his candidness pertaining to relationships. And all I kept thinking as I heard some of the things that were being said as I took a moment to go look at the video of the interview with he and his wife. All I kept thinking was, 
you were giving relationship advice while you were doing these things with other women who were not your wife. And I keep wondering, and I ask myself a lot, Teresa, do you really want to get married? <laughs> do you really want a husband? Because as you're looking and seeing a lot of this stuff play out in social media, you're starting to see that infidelity is running rampant. That there are a lot of people that have taken vows. Maybe they didn't understand the full extent of what a covenant relationship is. And the reason why I can say that is because when I was once married, I didn't do the research on what being in covenant relationship meant until after I was divorced. And I understand that sometimes people marry for all the wrong reasons. I got married for all the wrong reasons. I was a single mother. I had been actually in love with someone else. And when he made a decision to get, well, he, I don't think they consciously made a decision to have a baby together, but nevertheless, once she found out she was pregnant, everything else kind of trickled from there and they ended up having a baby together. Then eventually they got engaged. And now um, I, last I heard they're still married. They might be divorced. I don't know. But what I do know is that my heart was truly with someone else, but because I had burned that bridge, so to speak, I had a, I had something that I thought that I was trying to prove by marrying someone else. And it backfired on me. It so backfired on me because I got married for the wrong reasons. And maybe that's one of the reasons why I talk about it is because it's a lot of people that do that. They get married for the wrong reasons. I got married for the literally it, it, it was a rebound relationship. That's the, let me just call it what it was. It was a rebound relationship. One man was taking too long. This man said, I do. And so, hey, we ended up being married. But I didn't know the man that said I do, which is why we are now divorced. However, um, in the course of me going through all of that, after I ended the divorce, I did more research in terms of what it entails to be married. I should have did the research before I ever said I do. Hi, I, someone said it one time and I'm like, maybe that's what it is. They said hindsight is 100%. Well, honey, hindsight was 100% for me. Like a lot of things that I should have did differently. I, I wish I would have did differently, but I did not. And so when I heard all of this that was going on and I heard some of the things that he was doing with these other women and these extra marital affairs that he was having it really truly bothered me because one of the reasons why it bothered me first of all is because in my mind I'm like all these things that you're doing with these other women you could be doing this with your wife because the bed is undefiled in marriage so you went outside of the marriage and you had these extramarital affairs and then you said you did the work in order for you to get right with God because you were losing your wife and your children. And I'm trying my best to look at it from all sides. To God be all the glory if he has truly turned over his life and given his life to God. What I keep thinking about, though, is how there's normally a lot of red flags or signs before something actually happens. And based on some of the information that she shared with us, she said that not only would he have the affairs, but he would stay in communication with the ladies that he was having affairs with. And I just kept asking myself, God, do I really want to get married 
do I really want to go through the possibility of someone telling me that they want to spend the rest of their life with me, that they don't want to be with any other woman ever again, that they literally want to be with me till death do us part, only to find out later, later, later on that those were mere words and that he's having extramarital affairs. Then there's the other side of that. Because I literally recall a conversation that another public figure had where she said that she was preparing for marriage. And the man that she was dating, she said she had been through so much brokenness in her previous marriage to where she literally had conditioned herself that every man cheats. And I thought about that and I was like, huh. So then she said that her, who at the time was just her fiance, now he is her husband. She said he called her on that. I don't know, maybe she said it in a conversation or, or it accidentally slipped out. But she said that he called her on that. And he was like, why would you make up in your mind that every man cheats? Because me as your husband or soon to be husband, that is not what's in my mind is that every woman cheats, nor is it in my mind that I'm going to cheat on you. There would be no reason to get married. And I think about this often, like for a fact, I know for me that had I had all the information up front the first time, I would have never said I do. If I would have known what was required and if I would have known the extent of the proclivities of the individual, I would have never said I do. And he might actually say the exact same thing about me. He may be like, child, had I known that she was still in love with another man before I ever said I do, I would have never said I do. If I would have known that the first part of our marriage, I would literally have to witness how they looked at each other. When I met him for the first time, I probably would have never said I do. I could see, cause he said it to me. It would take a fool not to know that y'all still love each other. So he could have very well said, had I known that her heart was with someone else, I would have never said I do. And where I feel like I erred and where I feel like I've grown, I erred in the fact that I didn't speak my complete truth in the beginning. Because truth be told, had I spoke my truth and said, uh, I would like to get to know you. However, my heart is with someone else right now. Then it would have saved me a divorce. It would have saved me. I mean, I love my babies. I do. Lord knows I do. But it would have saved me having two more children. At least I think it would have. Um, because we weren't intimate until our wedding night. So I feel like it would have saved me more kids. But anyway, so I literally wish that I would have told the truth and shamed the devil. And when I'm coming back to this, when it comes to when we're dating someone, a lot of times we may see the red flags. And we excuse those red flags away. Part of us believe that, oh, if we say I do, it's going to turn a hoe into a house husband. That is not necessarily the case. It could, but it's not necessarily guaranteed. Or if I say I do, it's going to turn a slut into a savior. That is not necessarily the case it could happen but it is not a guarantee and so as i'm listening to this young lady's testimonies about her husband and i'm watching her on the screen and it looks like she is completely worn broken down 
a part of me was in my mind like this man is very handsome you are the woman he chose and you decided to come on national television and look this way poor little tink tink et so then another side was like huh hmm it took someone else's perspective for me to look at it from the other side and what she said was maybe what we saw on national television is what this young lady has been going through the entire time. And she's tired, she's exhausted, she's worn out. Because, and what I'm thinking is what she said, that there's so much that she's seen. I don't know who this is going to reach, but I wanna talk to you men for a moment. Then I'll talk to the ladies. But men, if you know that sex is your proclivity, that lust is something that you battle with, if you do not have a desire to truly be committed to one woman solely for the rest of your natural born days, could you do the world a favor and stay single? Please. Thank you. Single ladies. If you are involved with a man. Who does not already show you monogamy, commitment, loyalty. If he's already got certain things that he's doing, certain mannerisms, always trying to be around or up under somebody. How many women have you already tried to fight? How many times have you had to change? He's had to change the phone number or you've had to change the passcode or you've had to erase or make him erase videotapes of him having these moments with other women these entanglements with other women if you're already doing this in the dating phase why would you co-sign to say i do there's something that someone said when when a person shows you who they are believe them and i don't know if we think that our bodies are platinum or like our stuff doesn't stink. I don't know why it is that some of us as women feel as if we can accomplish so much. We can make him climax to the point that he'll never look to the left or he'll never look to the right. Honey, I am here to tell you your vagina is not enough to keep a man. It's not. He can get vagina a dime a dozen. That's not going to be a reason or a way to keep a man. There's got to be more to keep that man. And if that's what you're leading with, that can only last so long. It doesn't matter how freaky you are. It doesn't matter how freaky he is. Sex alone is not going to make your husband or your boyfriend stay committed. I have talked to too many men that are not faithful to their main woman. Too many to count. It's not about the sex. It's, some, it's something else that is not being brought to the relationship that he is missing. It could be maybe you don't spend enough time with him. Maybe you don't edify him enough. Maybe you don't praise him enough. Maybe you don't do the things that he desires. Maybe everything else takes priority over him. And he sees that. 
Maybe the woman that actually is giving him undivided attention, she might not be the best looking thing in the world. But he knows whenever he is in her presence that he is her world. And because he doesn't get that at home, he will run to her arms. I've seen too many people that believe that they got this magic vagina. Girl, he ain't going nowhere. I put it on him real good. Okay. That's only going to last for so long. You going to get tired. You going to get old. What else are you bringing to the table? Men, same with you. I'm so sorry, but your penis is not going to be enough to keep a woman satisfied. That's not how it works. But for some reason, for some reason, we have convinced ourselves. We have told ourselves these lies. And then we're looking like Bobo the fool whenever we discover you ain't been faithful. Normally... Nine times out of ten, both people are guilty at some level. It's not one-sided. It's something that she didn't do or it's something that he didn't do. And it's not necessarily at the same time. See, that's the other thing that we be getting messed up. It's not necessarily at the same time. This is the reason why communication is imperative. This is why it not going to bed angry is important. This is why speaking the truth and love is important. This is why not denying your spouse sex is important. This is why telling the truth and shaming the devil is important. This is why it's good to have accountability partners. Because even when he misses it or even when she misses it, it's good to bounce certain things off of certain people so that you can have a broader perspective of how can we keep the flame going in this relationship. Now, you ain't got to tell them all the details in your bedroom. Stop doing that, too. Everybody doesn't need to know how he puts it down or how she puts it down. That's another problem. Your best friend does not need to know those gory details. You got to be willing to create boundaries. You got to be able to communicate. You've got to be able to know this is a person that you have made a lifelong commitment to. There's going to be changes that take place in both of you. But you got to keep the lines of communication open. As I was watching them talk about, you know, and of course he was you know, appearing to be like he literally has, you know, remorseful, that he's a little remorseful or whatever. Then I find out that there was other video and I'm just like, oh Lord, see, Woo. but anyway, even in that, like we, and I understand I'm, I'm going to pray for all these people, all these marriages, because I feel like marriages really do need prayer right now. I know that it is not easy to be married, to stay married, which is another reason why I've been seeking my father's face and asking, do I even really want to do this thing ever again? I know the podcast is called Dear Future Hubby, but if you're listening to my podcast on a regular basis, even my mama said, it may not be a man, honey, that's your future hubby. It might be a project. It might be something else. And when I see things like these, this coming out of the woodworks, men of God finding out that they're unfaithful, they go through this whole public announcement, oh, I'm so sorry, forgive me, forgive me. And then a few months later, they're back in another adulterous relationship. And I'm not saying that all men are this way. I'm not saying that. I know that there are some faithful men and there are some faithful women in this world. I'm just saying, can the cheaters be with Cheaters Anonymous and stay in their corner so that the faithful people that are monogamous can get the right ones? That's all I'm saying. Like, because I really want, <laughs> I really want what's mine, but I'm not trying to share mine with no one else. I've been there, done that. I've told y'all that already. I, I've learned. That's not what you want. That's not what you want. I want my own husband. But while I have my own husband, 
I don't want someone else claiming my husband and sleeping with my husband like he's their husband. I'm just saying. And I don't want my husband sleeping with someone else like she's his wife. I need him to tend to his own garden. And I'm just, the more that I am, it's just a lot. Like when I watched this, I was like, and then I found out about a comedian who, and I'm just like, Lord, infidelity is running rampant in this world. The marriage union, the way as I grew up knowing it, it just doesn't appear to be like it's that way any longer. And it's just got me really thinking, where are we falling short? Why is it? What is it? Is it that we're marrying prematurely? Is that the problem? Are we saying I do thinking that we got marriage all figured out, but we really didn't do the work before? And then we realize, oh, my goodness, like you really can't help me with this. This is an issue that I have and it's a scratch that I want that I uh, itch that I really truly want to scratch and you can't scratch it. And instead of me telling you, I'm just going to go ahead and have this extramarital affair. Oh, she ain't going to find out. Oh, I'm going to go over here. And then to find out that he was doing this stuff in their own bed. It just, that breaks my heart. I'm not even married to the man, but I felt her pain. Because this is, what people don't understand is that whenever you are making a vow to say I do to someone, when you're making that vow, you are entrusting them with your heart, mind, body, soul, all of that. Like you are trusting the fact that when I lay with you, I'm laying only with you. You're not laying with anybody else. I'm not laying with anybody else. Your body is my, is my body. My body is your body. So whatever we're going to do, we're going to do it here. And then to find out there were multiple women with the, that he slept with and did things too. Things that he, I don't know, maybe she could say different. But it seemed as if things that he wasn't even doing with his own wife. I wish somebody could explain this to me. Why things are this way. And maybe that's where the naive side of me comes in. I told y'all that, you know, I, I was naive. Maybe I'm still naive in that category of why, why, why? I just got a big old why. And then you are telling people how to be in relationships. Maybe that's the reason why I have a big why. It's because there were so many people that admire him thinking and buy his books and all this kind of stuff, thinking that he had the magic wand to relationships. Only to find out, bruh, you cheating on your wife too. You did this whole thing about this oh, oh boy cheating on his wife. And here it is, you doing the same thing. You, whoa, that's deep. That's wrong. And you did this, 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 and this. I'm sure old boy didn't do this, 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 and this with old girl. But man. So I just wish that there was a way that the people in this world that have a problem with being faithful, like get help, please. Because you're hurting other people. You're hurting other people. And I think that's that's what makes a lot of people that are single. You know, because the I learned a long time ago that marriage is a ministry. So a lot of single people look at married couples for guidance, for an example. They we look to the married couples to be like. Oh my goodness, this goals, hashtag goals, you know, I'm going to stop saying that. I'm going to stop saying hashtag goals on any, <laughs> on any social media site, because to find out that when we're doing this hashtag goal, honey, we don't know what is going on behind closed doors. And you may be 
you may be un, what is it indirectly signing up for something that you are not even mentally prepared we don't know if they're swingers we don't know if he's sleeping in the basement and she's sleeping in her bedroom by herself we don't know if he's been on the couch for about eight months we don't even know if they find each other attractive anymore. We don't know the backdrop. All we know is what we see on social media or in the public eye. That's all we know. We just know what they tell us. So I'm going to stop doing hashtag go. I don't know who it is. I, I just want my own. I don't want to be like nobody else, Lord. I just want my own relationship. I'm not trying to be like nobody else because I am learning so very quickly. So very quickly. Even what looks like the best relationships. And wait, let me back up a minute. Not just that. I thought bro man was single. Can we just start there? So I thought he was single. I didn't know that he had been married for four years. A lot of us found out that he had been married for four years. So that's another thing. We got married men carrying themselves like they are single men. We have married women carrying themselves like they are single women. Why? Single, single, what married ladies who are perpetrating as if they're single. If you are not getting the attention, this is just, you know, from sister to sister. If you're not getting the attention that you believe that you deserve in your within wedlock, it's time to have a conversation with your husband. Men who are carrying themselves like they're single. If you are not getting the attention that you believe that you deserve in your marriage, it is time to have a conversation with your wife, with your wives. It's time to talk. Wherever you weren't having a conversation, wherever you weren't talking, it's time to have those conversations. Y'all. I don't know why people act like diseases or STDs are still real. Y'all do know that, right? ST, AIDS is still real. I mean, I know COVID-19 kind of just kind of, you know, made people forget. But uh, uh, HIV is still real. STDs are still, you can still contract STDs. Did people forget that? Like, did COVID-19 make some folks bump their heads? Like, I'm not understanding. This man was sucking toes. This man was doing all kinds of... COVID-19? But aside from COVID, there's still other diseases. This is, oh my God. And that's the other thing. You cannot look at a person and tell what's going on on the inside of them. I don't understand why some people that do what they do are under this impression that they know just by looking at a woman or by looking at a man that he appears to be SDT I mean STD I don't forgot anyway is it STD STD free <laughs> I forgot how the world anyway it's STD okay I had to say it in my head sexually transmitted diseases I had to say it in my head but anyway it's like you can't look at a person and be like, oh, okay, yeah, this person. No, that's not how that works. And then when you're, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, Lord, it's like there's a new definition of marriage. It has nothing to do with God. But we're so quick to call it God. We're so quick to say God. But you're not operating where he gets the glory in that union. I ask myself. Do you really want to go down this road, girl? Do you? Do you really? Because the way some of these people running around in these streets. Mm -mm. Pride comes before a fall. If you feel as if you are suffering in your relationship, if you feel as if, oh my God, can we just learn how to, like, like Rodney King said, can we all just get along? Can we learn how to communicate in marriages? Can we learn how to love again? Can, and I'm asking y'all, cause like, I, I want to have hope. I really want to have hope. 
And I feel as if the hope is fading because I'm starting to see so much infidelity running rampant in this world. Like, can we please stop this madness? It's a blessing to have someone that you can spend the rest of your life with. This is coming from a single person. It is better to be two than one. Two is better than one. Don't believe the hype, married people. Being single is not all that is cracked up to be. Now, don't get me wrong. I enjoy my singleness. But don't, don't, if you're married, don't be so quick to be like, oh God, I just, I want to be single again. I want to live the single life. Honey, you're blessed. You have someone that you can go home to. You have someone that you can go to bed to at night. You have someone that if you have lost the flame, you have the option to rekindle it. You have someone that you can converse with. You have someone that literally you can fall back in love with if you do the work. You have someone. Look into the left and look into the right. That's not going to help your situation. Count your blessings while you can. Be grateful for the fact that you found somebody that's going to love you unconditionally. That's going to love your stinking draws. That's going to be there for you. That's going to cater to you. But you got to treat them right. That's the part that we forget. When you get married, you are supposed to become selfless, not selfish. I'm just saying. I will be praying for all of these people that have seemed to have lost their way concerning their marriages, about to lose some good. I'm talking about some of these men are about to lose quality queens because they could not keep their penises in their pants. I promise you, if you talk to them a few months post the divorce, they're going to be like, it wasn't worth it. That 15, 20 minutes of instant gratification is not worth losing what you worked so hard to get. Count up the cost before you make. That's the other thing. Count up the cost before you make the decision. Like I was talking to my homegirl and I said, look, I don't care what nobody says. It's as simple as this. When you are about to get into the act, you literally have to consciously Take off your clothes. That gives you plenty of time to reconsider your decision, man or woman. Before you lay in that bed, you have had a moment to come to yourself. Let that voice of reason be the reason that keeps you faithful instead of causing you, instead of ignoring it and making you unfaithful. If you're someone that is contemplating, if you're in people's DMs and you're married, stop the madness. It's not worth it. Work on what you got. Work on keeping it. Work on building it. It's not worth losing everything behind instant gratification. Instant gratification is very temporary. Just like they say when it comes to someone committing suicide, why would you make a permanent decision for a temporary situation? It goes the same, in my opinion, when it comes to infidelity. Why would you make a permanent decision behind a temporary situation? Okay, you and your boot fell out. Okay, you and your boot had an argument. Okay, maybe. Maybe he or she is not paying enough attention to you. Figure out a way to rekindle the flame before you make a permanent decision behind a temporary situation. Learn how to communicate. Set your ego aside. Set your pride aside. Apologize. Be quick to apologize. Be quick to forgive. Learn how to love again unconditionally if you forgot how to do it look it up first corinthians chapter 13 read about love honey it'll help you it'll help you but figure out a way not to be that person 
Because we as single people need those healthy examples. Not the United Front. I'm sick and tired of United Fronts. I'm about tired of United Fronts because that's exactly what it is. It's a freaking front. I need to see reality. A lot of us need to see reality. We need to see because that's what helps us decide if we really want to get into this thing called marriage. I'm watching all of this and I'm just like, well, Lord, I'm yeah, I'm really counting up the cost now. Do I really want to get into this or am I really okay by myself without that drama? Without any type of drama. I don't I'm I'm looking at my cell phone. Ain't nobody sending me no messages talking about your man just left my house, girl. I could tell you that he had on some tight blue jeans. He had on this polo shirt. Uh-huh. The boy is mine. All that. Whatever. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to go through my phone and be like, or go. I don't have to go through nobody's phone but my own. But it's like, I don't have to worry about who is that texting you at three o'clock in the morning. What you kick in and cock on about? I know it ain't your sister. I know it ain't your mama. Why you got to go into the other room to have this conversation? Why are you liking and loving all of these full body photos where she's half naked? I don't have to have none of those conversations. That's That literally is a piece right there. I pray to God that he's going to send me a man that literally is confident within himself. That truly knows what it means to love. And is not going to take me through hell. I've been through enough hell in my lifetime. Like I said, I know what infidelity looks like. I've been on both sides of the spectrum. That's why I know that it's not worth it. I know it's not. It's not worth sacrificing what you're trying to build for something so very temporary. Because nine times out of ten, the excitement of the infidelity is the sneaking part. Once you're exposed, it's no longer fun. But the red flag should be when you're having to sneak to begin with. How come you can't do that with your wife? How come you can't do that with your husband? How come if you want to role play, you can't do that with your spouse? What if your spouse, well, well, because she said that she don't, she's not into that kind of stuff. She don't want to do that kind of stuff. Well, why don't you become her teacher? Teach her how to think differently. Why don't you have fun doing that? I don't have no time for that. I mean, who has time for all of that? You should. You said to death do your part. Make time. It's your wife. Make time. It's your husband. Stop making excuses to be unfaithful. And make up your mind to be faithful. That is my input on this crazy fiasco that is taking place in social media i will pray for everybody involved there's a lot of hurting people in this world mainly because they have either been victims of infidelity or they know someone close to them that has been victims of infidelity and all i know is this for every person that i've ever talked to that has been in that situation where they've been unfaithful for the most part, a lot, and maybe because I knew what I know what it feels like to hurt someone, I have been on the receiving end, but I've also been on the giving end. And what I had to tell the people when they would come and confide in me about their infidelities and all they've done, I just kept saying, "You need to go on and tell them." Why would I do that, Teresa? Because they need to make a conscious choice of whether or not they want to be with you or not. You should not be making that choice for them. If you know that you can't be faithful, if you know that you're not going to offer her fidelity and that every time she looked around thinking that you're going to go hang out with your children and you're actually at a hotel room later with another chick all night long, she needs to know what she's signing up for. And if you're a woman that's doing your man like that, do you know that that's a lot of a lot of reason why a lot of single women get upset with women like that? Most of the reasons why we get upset is because here it is as single women, we're waiting for a good man. 
And there are some married women that have a good man that would do anything for her and don't know how to treat him. And so as single women, we're shaking our head like, girl, you need to get it together. Because you know how many women that would love to have a husband like him. Get your stuff together. Stop flirting with this man. Stop flirting with that man. And stop pretending like you're single when you're not. Stop doing that. No other man should have your, your the batting of the eyes. The you bending over. Oops, I'm sorry I dropped something. What the hell? That's not cool. You have a whole husband at home. Bend over only for him. Show your cleavage only to him. Let him value his prize. Stop devaluing his prize by flaunting it to everybody else. It's not right. That's my personal opinion. I just don't think it is. Call me old-fashioned. I actually told a friend of mine that not too long ago. I said, child, the way Teresa's set up, I am very old-fashioned. I'm going to tell y'all why I said that. Okay, so let me, I'm going to just go ahead and, and be real transparent. So we have, <laughs> there was a situation, a homegirl of mine, she was telling me about a guy that she's dating. And this is how I know I'm old-fashioned. So she tells me about this guy that she's dating. and uh, But before they started dating, he actually um, told her, she said that she had ran across him on Facebook. And he told her, well, why don't you go and um, ask me to be your friend? And I was like, what? She said, he told me to go to his page and request for him to be my friend. I said, how come he couldn't ask you? your full name while he was standing there in front of you, what your name was on Facebook, and how come he couldn't send you a friend request? And she started laughing. And I said, I'm old fashioned. I'm all about the man pursuing the woman. I don't know if that'll ever change, but I'm all about the man pursuing the woman. And I told her, I said, I feel like maybe that's the reason why I'm still single is because I'm not going to pursue no man, period. I'm not doing it. He that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I'm not pursuing a man. So, yes, I may be that person that's going to be in her 50s and still single it's okay with me because the way that I think, I believe that a man should be letting me know if I am someone that he is interested in getting to know. And I believe that I have the power to say yes or no if that is something that I ought not to do. But as far as me going after a man, baby, we're going to be sitting there looking at each other. I'm going to be, how you doing? He going to be, how you doing? But no, I'm not pursuing you. I'm so sorry. I've learned a lot over these years. And that's one of the things that I tried in the past. Maybe it don't work. Like I tried that. Now there are some success stories. So everything is different for everybody because there are some success stories where the woman pursued the man. That just ain't my testimony. But there are some success stories where the woman pursued the man and she's still with that man to this day. Kudos to you, homegirl. That's just not my testimony. If it works for you, great. But no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. And I've heard, I've actually heard men say, well, just shoot your shot. What? No. Now, I may do something like say that he's cute. You know what I'm saying? I may be like, oh, okay, yeah, he, he's, he's handsome. Or I may do something like, you know, I don't even know because I, I don't I don't even know how to pursue a man. That's just not in me. I don't know how to pursue a man, Jesus. I just don't. But, you know, I, I will compliment a guy, but I'm not going to pursue him. Mm -mm. Can't do it. Cannot do it. I can, but I won't. We'll just put it like that. I can, but I won't. I'm not going to do it. But um, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. But, yeah, so, yeah. I just want us to do better. I don't have the answers. I am not God. Not at all. 
I'm just providing my personal opinion of what I believe would help to make this world a better place. And I just feel like infidelity is not the answer. I really, really do. I feel like if you're going to be unfaithful to your spouse, that's the time to have a conversation with your spouse. Like if you feel as if y'all have reached the end of the road and you just cannot be committed any longer, it's time to have a conversation. But to be out here willy-nilly doing all the dilly, that's just not cool. I just feel like that's just not right. It's, oh my God, on so many levels. So I'm really rooting for you married people. I am. I really, really am. I'm rooting for you. I know it's not easy. I know that there's a lot of temptation out there. And I know that single people, not all single people make it easy, honey. I know that they do a lot of advertising. And there's some single people out there that they don't care that the person is married. They just like, honey, um, he treats me better than he treats his wife. Or she treats me better than she treats her husband. And for some reason, they think that stuff is cute. But I don't. I really don't at all. At all. And so if you are one of those people that are pretending like you're single when you're really married, please stop. Please stop. This is going to conclude my episode on tonight. And before I completely end it, I wanted to read a letter to my future hubby. It is dated March the 23rd, 2021. Dear future hubby, I understand that I cannot tell the future. However, let me tell you my intentions. When you and I make the conscious decision to become exclusive, nurture our relationship together and pursue a future together as one, I intend to keep God first. I know that I cannot maintain a healthy, monogamous, loving, God-fearing relationship on my own. I know it will take more than me to stay committed to you for various reasons. However, I will do my very best to love you beyond measure and consider you and your feelings before ever making any major decisions. I do not intend to play with your heart or your mind. You will need to be the one who tells me when you've heard enough because I intend to tell you everything. I don't want us to have secrets. I love you, love, Teresa. I do hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, or afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But do me a huge favor. Please take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.